1: the heck up get them going it's a wednesday on hook em up with ian rodby as we get you up over the hump a couple days closer to or at least one day closer to texas ou for the 119th time up in big d dallas we'll get you there a lot to dive into an improved oklahoma team at five and Longhorns longhorn at number three in the country and we are getting you uh, geeked up for that big football game there are a lot of big football games this weekend that's what we do on a wednesday get you over the hump start looking forward to the big college and pro football games of the weekend Let's just say the Thursday night special we get tomorrow night, not so good. You might want to uh, make other plans for Thursday night football. We got baseball's playoffs as well. Four games yesterday, four more today. We got the NBA cranking up. We've got uh, a lot to do, safe to say, uh, to get you going on this Wednesday morning, the uh, fifth day of October, and a lot to do. Fourth day of October, I should say. Rod Baber sits across from me. He is our shutdown corner. He's doing it each and every morning at a high level, five hours a day, five days a week here on Hook 'em Up. Uh, He is from the 713, DB High down there in the 713. Of course, uh, DBU right here in the 512. He's a proud new papa. He's also the football theorist. He's Blacksterdamas. He is our man, Rod Babers. What's up, RB?
0: What's up, brother? And I appreciate the intro as always. Feeling good, especially getting closer and closer. To the big game, Texas, Oklahoma, coming up this weekend. You're going to be down there in Big D. For Friday. For, yeah, Friday, for Friday afternoon.
1: Man, I'm uh, ready for the dash spot. to Dallas and back, but yeah. still looking forward oh, to yeah. our trip to Terry Blacks on uh, Friday afternoon.
0: Yeah, that's going to be fun. So uh, looking forward to that, but also uh, looking forward to the show today. Got a lot to break down. Of course, Texas, Oklahoma. You got the Cowboys and San Fran. A lot of NFL discussion. So we'll get into that coming up in the show. But last, we do every show in the morning, we want to salute those who choose to serve. It is an honor and also a burden. So we appreciate those. Those who choose to serve in any capacity, whether it be God, country or community, our society built on the selflessness of service. So all those who are serving, we really appreciate you and salute you this morning. First responders, teachers, officers of the law, the uh, hell, the nurses out there, uh, all the great folks out there who serve. We appreciate you in all of your many ways.
1: Certainly do. Certainly do. Thank you for what you do. It's, uh, <laughs> Everybody can't do it. Serves everyone. Our Everybody man, can't uh, do it. Look who's through the glass. He serves us uh, when he's feeling okay. He's back from his day out uh, with a bit of an under-the-weather situation. Our buddy Ty Henderson is here. Did we fix our screen in there? We got you back, Ty. Yeah, we're good now. Okay, we had a technical glitch to start the program, but hey, we're ready to roll as we get this thing cranked up. You feeling good, Rod? We're a couple days out. The Red River Rivalry oh, temperatures are about to drop yeah, and cool
0: man. off. Fall is here. Good football is here, is too, oh, now. Man. You know I mean? We got good football. Cowboys and the 49ers. We got Longhorns and the Sooners. Uh, we're going to break that all down. And, of course, uh, we'll get into uh, some of the other college football action across the country as well.
1: It's one of those weekends where even the, the mm-hmm. average games are really good, right? They're big. The ones that...
0: Uh, yeah, it's like the meat of the conference schedule. Yeah,
1: into the meat well, of it. Well, I mean, uh, maybe you got to dig down a little bit, but you uh, it's like bad. Pe- it's like average pizza or average sex. It's still, it's still really good. It's Still mm-hmm. better than better than most, right? You know what I'm saying? No. Uh, because I mean, look, even Alabama A and M's big game, big game. It's not one of those ranked matchups marquee but the Aggies are coming off a big win over Arkansas where they really dominated the Razorbacks and uh, here comes Alabama both are 4 and 1 that's a good game it's been an important game uh Big 10 has Maryland and Ohio State Buckeyes are number 4 but Maryland's off to a 5-0 start and playing good football I mean that's a, a sneaky good game Kentucky and Georgia is Georgia on upset alert a little bit Georgia has looked uh, beatable and Kentucky's been unbeatable so far just Smashed Florida last week. And
0: Notre Dame Louisville game. Notre Dame might be an upset alert there. got yeah, watch it, man. Gotta yeah, watch it. Louisville's playing good football.
1: Yeah, Notre Dame Louisville. Um, and that we'll get into these games. This is what we do on a Wednesday. Get you up over and look forward to now the the next big games of the college football weekend. We'll dive into that. Is is, is Georgia? Because there are a lot of folks obviously noticing that Georgia. Cause, because the national narrative is that Georgia is kind of sleepwalking. You really watch their games. They're just not. They're not as good. They're not as dominant as we've seen them over the last couple of years. Doesn't mean they're not very good. Just means are they? There's no dominant team. Though. They just flip the, Yeah, it doesn't feel there's, like uh, it, right?
0: There's no dominant team right now. So that's to me that just goes it's on par with the kind of the, what we've seen so far in college football with what's developing. I don't see a dominant team really. Maybe someone will separate later on, but there's no down. They just it, they're really really good teams. I mean, great teams actually. Texas is one of them, by the way.
1: Yeah, well, you're, you're kind of looking for that team as we get up over the hump of the college football season as well, that can be that dominant team yeah. both sides.
0: There's no that.
1: As I was looking at numbers yesterday, you know, the Washington Huskies, one of the best offenses, but their defense is down 75th in the country. Yeah. It's just okay. USC, we know they've got defensive challenges. Oregon might be the most complete team, both sides of the ball out there in the in the Pac-12. Uh, we know Texas playing really strong on both sides of the ball. If they can be consistent and play four quarters, they can be that team that uh, rises. Michigan is really good, but if they've been tested yet, no, they'll play Minnesota this week, and they'll probably smash them. And uh, we won't know much about the Wolverines here for a few more weeks. But, yeah, that's the the fun of college football. Rod mentioned the NFL also heating up now into uh, its fifth week. And, man, there's a lot of interesting games there, including the 49ers and Cowboys. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those weekends where the two biggest brands in the state of Texas, two of the biggest brands in all of football, uh, Texas and the Dallas Cowboys both taking center stage with uh, huge opportunity games for both. Let's get you caught up with the news of the morning, hit you the headlines to start your hour one on your on your Wednesday. <laughs> Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment bring it to you. We will uh, start with those Longhorns, of course, and, yeah, getting ready. Now the third-ranked Horns continue their game week prep for the 119th meeting with their rivals to the north of the Red River. That's the Oklahoma Sooners, obviously. For the first time in 12 years, both teams meet at the Cotton Bowl undefeated. It's also the first time the Longhorns enter the game with a higher ranking than OU since 09. 12th-ranked Sooners enter this game at 5-0, thanks to a much-improved defense and their senior quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, who's healthy and off to an outstanding start. In their 6-7 season a year ago, OU's defense allowed over 460 yards a game and more than 33 points per game. So far this season, head coach Brett Venable's defense allowing just 10 points a game and 120 yards fewer per. As for Dylan Gabriel, he's one of just six FBS quarterbacks in the last 27 seasons, to complete at least 75 percent of his passes through the first five games of a season, while allowing uh, throwing for 15 touchdowns and two or fewer interceptions, Steve Sarkeesian knows the Longhorns have a challenge.
0: It's a great rivalry, right? And I don't think there's a whole lot of love lost between the fan bases, between the ex players, the ex coaches. Um, there's a lot of crossover on both rosters of players that have played together in high school or against each other in high school. The coaching staffs have competed against each other, maybe not at these two institutions, but at different places. So um, in the end, you know, it, it is what it is. We're, we're trying to compete for a Big 12 championship, and so are they. And so it's going to take our best effort, uh, not only physically, but I think mentally, to be sharp Saturday.
1: Saturday, 11 a.m., kickoff time. Of course, we've got all our pregame festivities coming. We'll tell you about them throughout the morning. Baseball, eight teams in action yesterday on the first day of the 2023 MLB playoffs. The best of three wild card round. First game of the day, the visiting Texas Rangers rolled into a mostly empty Tropicana field and took down Tampa Bay 4-0. Rangers starter Jordan Montgomery, a stud for the for Texas. Lefty dominated the Rays Lodges. Six hits over seven shutout frames. Corey Seager and Josh Young drove in runs, and the Rangers benefited from four errors by Tampa. Rangers can close out that quick series with a win today. Nathan Evaldi on the mound. Uh, for Texas, 16 game winner Zach Eflin for the Rays. Also yesterday, Minnesota, the Twins finally ended that 18 years of postseason futility with a three to one win over the Toronto Blue Jays at Target Field. Before yesterday, the Twins hadn't won a playoff game since October 4th of. October 5th of 2004, their 18-game losing streak had grown into the longest such postseason run in North American sports history. Last night, the NL uh, took over and the Diamondbacks beat the Brewers in Milwaukee 6-3. And last night, the Phillies beat the Marlins 3-1 behind their ace Zach Wheeler. He punched out eight over six and two-thirds. All four series are set for game twos today. Same schedule as yesterday. Rangers play at 2 8 today, first pitch. You'll hear it right here on the Horn. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Runners and Lawn Equipment. Halloween here is scarier than an OU cheerleader without makeup. But nothing scarier than missing out on employee pricing on all our zero turn mowers this month at Top
0: Gun. Topgun.net will shoot you straight. Uh, what do you call the Texas OU game? It's been a lot of uh discussion because now it's back to the Red River rivalry. Correct? Yeah, which is really sh- hard to say five war, times war, fast. War, 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 Even war, war. especially if you had a couple of Bud Light Red River Rivalry. Uh, so nobody really calls it the Red River Rivalry unless they officially have to call it the Red River Rivalry. We got say, you can't call it the Red River Shootout anymore because that's not politically correct. I understand. The headline they just call it the their
1: rivals from north of the Red River, which they are.
0: <laughs> then that's still yeah. So there's a lot you know. I mean, of alliteration. <laughs> but I like I like
1: shootout still. I'm not going to be too PC. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no, shootout. I
0: did it. I get it. Craig Way and I, we collaborated, and, and I Craig Way won't call it this because he has to call it whatever the official is. Because <laughs> he's the voice of Longhorns. Uh, he's but the pro's pro. He's the pro's pro, no doubt. I like to call it the State Fair Street Fight. I think it rolls off the tongue better. I think you still get your alliteration. You still get the significance and the relevance. That's my personal nickname for it. That's what I call it. All right. State Fair Street Fight. It's street, you still get, you know what I mean, that's the street fight. That is, you know, get, implies, hey, man, they're getting after it because, you know, shootout. I understand some people believe it's politically incorrect. I totally get why. Um, street, street fights are still acceptable. Shootouts are not. <laughs> so, no, I I basically, that's why i'm okay. in society right we, a street fight you're like oh man street fight people film street fight they film put them on put them on you know social media they go viral and people comment on them street fight we just comment on a fight uh at a porta potty all right with a, the chick in the white romper all right and we thought how, how great it was she was taking up for a mom street fights are still celebrated yeah, that was shootouts a, are not celebrated that was a you know yeah.
1: Pit of porta potty pugilism. <laughs> right?
0: So exactly. I'm a fan of that. So I you know, I am always trying to find the compromise, the happy medium. All right. So still, State
1: Fair street fight. We
0: want some violence, of course, because we like violence as a society. We just don't want to get too violent. We don't want nobody to get to lose their life in the violence, and it happens to shoot out street fights. You just get your butt whipped. And I guess with recover. The, uh, hey, run- Ty's been like three street fights in his life. Like street fights happen all the time. I've been like two of them myself. Here you my go. Life. Street fights. Uh, it happened. It happened. It happened on Sixth Street actually.
1: I'm assuming they were both fights. on Sixth Street. Street fights.
0: Uh, one in H Town, but yeah, one oh, okay. in Sixth Street. It was like, it was like a block party turned into a street fight. It, you never know when a street fight's gonna break out, but you know what? the State fair. There's always going to be a street fight
1: I like between that. Texas yeah, and Yeah, right at 11 a.m. They'll Boom. kick it off. There you go. That's State my Fair spiel. Street Fight. Can you beat you that on the uh, new, spect- the new text line? Can you beat State Fair Street Fight? I don't know. That's going to be tough. 447-3776 uh, four, four, seven, 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 is our new number. That's 512 447 3776. Brand new,
0: spanking new. They got the new uh, number smell.
1: Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. You Brand got
0: man. it?
1: You got that? All right. <laughs> hey, so, Rod, speaking of smell, um, if Uh-oh. I do smell an upset this weekend, like uh, possibly Kentucky over Georgia, possibly Maryland and Ohio State, whether they're going to win or cover the spread. Tell folks how they can get to my bookie and uh, make some betting with the best. No doubt about that. And uh, coming up bottom of the hour, Rod is the best. He'll take you behind the burn orange curtain. We'll talk Texas football, the deep dive conversations about a much improved Oklahoma team, at least on paper. Statistically, we know they haven't played much of a schedule to this point, but they are better in a lot of phases. Faster on defense for sure. And Dylan Gabriel is healthy this year. He was not last year. Um, you know, Texas obviously has been more battle tested. So we'll go behind the BOC, break this game down. Also looking forward now on this Wednesday to the big games of the upcoming weekend. As I said in the NFL rod, you're probably gonna to want to avoid the, the primetime game Thursday night and Monday night. I mean those are kind of your standalone games. But the Bears and Commanders, that do anything for
0: you? Washington and Chicago. Mm, man, those are two of the most sacked quarterbacks in the NFL. Yes, the right? two most.
1: Well, no, the Giants, uh, the Commanders' that. quarterback is the most sacked, Sam Howell. And I know, I know, Justin Fields is like Justin in the top Fields five. Justin Fields is top three, 17 yeah. sacks
0: so this year. <laughs> I was like, they're two like of those the two most quarterbacks, quarterbacks have combined in the for like forty-five
1: yeah. sacks. <laughs> yeah. So their offensive lines are bad. The quarterback plays not good. One's zero and four. One's two and two. No, that does nothing for me. I and then the Monday night game to wrap up Week Five is the Packers and Raiders. Which mm. ugh, there's not a lot of sex appeal
0: there. Raiders are
1: playing their backup
0: quarterback. The, the real question is, in the NFL is: Is Taylor Swift going to Minnesota? <laughs> no, Taylor Swift. <laughs>
1: That's mean, Prince man? Country. She's not going to Prince Country. <laughs> so Taylor Swift would not go to Minnesota. Does she just got well. Is it a streak? You never have to have of Breaking Streak. Just say, yeah, a...
0: they're two and zero oh, as you know, with the Swifty Nation following them. And I was, you well, know, maybe I'll, we
1: can give that a rest for a week. You know what I'm saying? Can we oh, give that a rest? The NFL
0: is not trying to rest. give that a rest, no. Well, the NFL the, wants to pump that They're also not trying to
1: stop going to London. There's another London game on Sunday. You have to get up early to watch, and it's a good one. It's, well, it should be a good game. Jacksonville, who might as well be called the London Jaguars, uh, they're going to play the Buffalo Bills. I
0: don't know if that's going to be a good game. Man, yeah, the Bills it should are, be a good game. The well, yeah, Jaguars, Jaguars are not an, playing well right now. It should have been a good game prior to the season. I would have said that. That's yeah, weird. Uh, you know, that entire AFC South is two and
1: two, right? Everybody in that division two and two at this hey, point. Am I you right know
0: about what that? The, and, Well <laughs> Houston is the best looking two and two because they've been doing it with the worst O-line and a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach and a rookie OC. Uh I mean, nobody's two and two probably looks better than the two and two of Houston, Texas. Yeah. Other the, they the best looking two in and that two? In that division. That's like, honestly, I'm just saying because okay, let's go look at all the two and twos. The Titans, okay, the Packers are 2-2. Two and two. The Packers 2-2 two and two don't look good. They've had full compliment. Yeah. Everybody. You're talking about the worst. The, the Texans have had the worst O-line in the NFL for yeah. the first four games, and they're
1: 2-2. Two two. Well, on paper it should be, but it hasn't actually been. Well, their well, run it, game's it, not good.
0: Well, it, it actually is. It's just they're playing. The quarterback is playing really well. He's a rookie quarterback, by the way. Sure. Best rookie start for a quarterback potentially ever. And you got a rookie head coach and a rookie OC. I'm just saying that's a good that's a good looking two and two, man. The Rams two and two. That's a t- another two and two that we think. I'm just saying, to it, it, being two and two is like being a, a six out of a scale of one to ten, and she's just a really hot six. Well and the the two and two the two and two be Texans one day.
1: play at the Falcons, who's all are also two and two, but those two are the opposite, right? Oh
0: yeah, the Falcons two and two is ugly.
1: Yeah, That's Falcons a... <laughs> well the Falcons won their first two, then lost their next two. Texans lost their first what? two and have won two in a row now and are getting better.
0: Desmond Ritter, though. Yeah, play. Two and bad. two is not about how your quarterback looks and your quarterback looks
1: Ugly. Yeah, Bijan still having a great start. Mm. I mean, he's on pace, and well, that's going to be that Falcons Texans game at noon Sunday is kind of the uh, the battle for the early lead in offensive rookie of the year. C.J. Stroud and Bijan Robinson that's are true. the two best rookies so far. Right?
0: Steelers two and two. Ugly. Ugly. That's an ugly two and two. Yeah. I'm like, look at the two and two teams. It's Saints two and two. That's all right.
1: Like, yeah. Well, Derek Carr's hurt, and That's they're still not very good. Look
0: at the 2-2-2s two two and tell me it's either Rams or Texas are probably the best-looking 2-2 two two teams right now, which is crazy. Yeah, I was so never thought I'd said that.
1: A lot of intriguing games, and then, of course, you got the center of attention Sunday night because we're talking about primetime games. The Packers-Raiders Monday night probably don't care about. Commanders-Bears, unless you're a fan. Get Cowboys-Niners is must-see. That is a must-see yeah. tune-in chess match of a game. Yep where I think we'll get the best version of the Cowboys. We know we didn't when they played out in the desert against Arizona. That was a lame performance, and they paid for it. But um, this is one, even Jerry Jones on the radio yesterday talking about, uh, you know, if you want to go to the Super Bowl, you probably got to go through the 49ers. We can't wait for the challenge. Yes, you do. It's a big uh, signature kind of game for Dak Prescott to face that defense. Uh, Brock Purdy. Heck, yesterday Aaron Rodgers doing his interview on the Pat McAfee show. He's praising Brock Purdy, said, I'm a big fan. Um, Cowboys got to deal with that quarterback and that mm-hmm. Niners team that uh, really hasn't lost a game when they've since they've acquired Christian McCaffrey, who's off to an MVP start. That is a uh, if the if the Thursday night and Monday night primetimeers are not sexy, that is a sexy matchup. The Cowboys and Niners, uh, that is must see on at seven twenty Sunday. So uh, we'll start previewing these games, look into them as, as Rod said. The two and twos, the you know, there are also teams that kind of at this point now as you're heading into October. Fighting for their season, right? If you're if you're two and two, one and three, you oh, lose yeah. another one, you're you season over, man. You start uh, thinking about, <laughs> about the, the draft of April yeah. and <laughs> the trade deadlines and things mm-hmm. of that nature. Yep. So I'll also mention to the two and two conversation you just had, and that in the entire AFC South, everybody's two and two, all four teams: Titans, Colts, Texans, Division and, of uh, Sixes, and uh, and Jaguars. <laughs> well, it was we got to knew that going in, uh, hey. but there's but someone you know they're all there uh, at two and twos and. Uh, you know, Jacksonville's been kind of an enigma, but the Colts get Jonathan Taylor back this week. That's a, yeah, that's a good point. Which is in, And Anthony yeah. Richardson's been pretty good. He and C.J. Stroud, as rookies, have outperformed Bryce Young so far. I'm going
0: to say he's leading the NFL in explosive plays. He is. He's a freak. Dynamic athlete.
1: (laughs) Everything you knew about the guy. uh, And and that he's erratic sometimes, right? Then he'll make some plays. And he missed some time because he took a concussion on a hit that Mm -hmm. he probably shouldn't take as a quarterback. He missed a game and a half for the Colts there. And, you know, Gardner Minshew had to come in. But um, either way. So, yeah, two and two. Somebody's going to take the front. And that's kind of odd for you and I, Rod, as Texans fans, to look at that and say, wow. If the Texans were to win and they get some breaks, they could be in first place. I'm telling you, and they're getting the O-line back. I don't know uh, yeah, slowly well, but surely. Yeah, Laramie Tunsil will come back. Uh, Titus Howard they will come back. Entry, though,
0: the they yeah, well, just had another injury though, on the O-line. Well, they had another guy out. Their,
1: their third left guard got hurt. <laughs> yeah, their third left guard is out. It's like,
0: now. oh, that, that guy was playing.
1: Yeah, he was playing pretty well. Well, that's whoever's coaching their O-line along with uh, that's a Bobby Slug. He's doing yeah, a hell of a job. they doing a hell of a job, man. Watching that team, they show up and play. Cowboys have offensive line issues, too. They're, they're – Iffy, according to Jerry Jones it's iffy with Tyron Smith if he can play against San Francisco and that's important because that's a ferocious pass Russell the 49ers that's yeah,
0: the wrong game to have O line Zach
1: Martin out. probably plays but he's dealing with a quadriceps uh problem uh, which is you know there. Uh, the center beatish has been battling a, little, a couple a couple things uh, and that's important right those lines of scrimmage when you play the 49ers that speaking of street fights uh, As a street a, fight a organization.
0: Yes, yeah, I still remember the stat from last season that every uh, 49er opponent last season, whether they won or lost versus the 49ers, they lost their next game. There's a hangover effect to playing the 49ers because they're so damn physical. That is a street fight organization.
1: It is. Been, <laughs>
0: that's what you're getting in every oh. week you're in a street well, fight. Well, the Cowboys are
1: getting a street fight with you, too, because that defense <laughs> is nasty. What they did to the uh, New England Patriots last week. The worst loss in Bill Belichick's career. I mean, that's, that's a, for Dan Quinn, that's kind of a little feather, right? That's a feather. Right? We just oh, yeah. posted, and the offense didn't even have to do much. I mean, you think Mm-mm. about Bill Belichick's defenses, and, and it, was, it's, it was all Dan Quinn. So Dan Quinn just can, and his defense just annihilated uh, the Patriots, which they've done to the Jets and Giants this year. I don't think they're doing that to the Niners, but can they slow him down? Becomes the question. All right, we asked for your contributions on the text line. that says, guys, love listening to you on the Longhorn live stream last night. Yes, Rod and I did that. You know, hour and a half, you know, a couple oh, hours on stuff. the uh, Longhorn Fun. live stream on the My On man. Texas Football channel. Jerry Hamilton. You know, with Jerry, with our man Jerry. Yes, yeah, says, Daniel Cruz sounds like a great kid. Yeah, we had the uh, Longhorn center commitment out of uh, Richland Hills there up in the Fort Worth area. What a great kid.
0: He is. He's really. Uh, yeah, he's impressive. Yeah, and, he's really impressive. He played every position on the O-line. And his senior year, they just had to move him to center, I asked him what the toughest position that he's played on the other line is. I expect him to say center. Yeah. He said left tackle. Yeah, yeah. He said oh, being on that island basically because your athleticism is challenged. Well, you're basically a out of this, there in
1: space. He's a part of this 2024 class he's, he's that really includes Colin yeah. Simmons and the number one left tackle prospect out of California. But this is a big one. Brandon, a Baker lot of schools, a lot of schools have uh, Daniel Cruz as the number one center prospect on the board because as Jerry Hamilton That's told crazy. us, as a scout, he's got he's got left tackle feet, but he's got a body of a. He's kind of a squattier guy with shorter yeah. arms, which kind of been projects to interior. But he's got great feet, and he's a really smart kid. And we got to talk to him last night. That was a lot of fun. Has
0: never you're... played center for his senior year. And he's year. learning right now. And he's been projected as best center. <laughs> How is that? That's crazy. That, that's, well, and give credit to a couple a people. Really After talking to him
1: last night, let me give some, some credit to his coaches for allowing him to play center. Right? Yeah. High school coach doesn't have to let him play no, center. It's
0: probably not in their he, best they, interest. They know it's <laughs>
1: in his best interest. Yeah. And so and teams want him to start practicing there, and then... You know, for the for the kid to say, okay, that's where my best spot is. I haven't ever played there. Also on the text line this morning, fellas, I was listening to the sports guys up in Oklahoma. They don't sound so confident. Well, we'll talk about that coming up. Should they be confident? It says Red River Shootout is is what it is for me. Doesn't need a name, Rod. Just Texas OU.
0: You right. Mm-hmm. D town throwdown. Oh, I
1: like that. D-Town <laughs> I throw like down. the
0: D town throwdown. I'm right now, with that, that's good. That D town throwdown. This is like Hey that. Rod, where I'm from, Chicago.
1: A street fight turns into
0: a shootout. <laughs> <laughs> that's not funny. I'm sorry, I'm laughing at that. Uh, yeah, you're right. That's that's unfortunate. Yeah, you're right. That's that can't happen. Hopefully, street fights just stay with the fisticuffs. You know, what I mean, we don't get into any, you know, using any guns or anything like that. Trying to avoid that, but I get. It.
1: Here's a great one. Yeah. It says two and two is like a six at the gym. If she sticks to it, she can be a seven. That's exactly. True. That's keep what I saying in Texas.
0: Yeah, keep doing them squats, girl. Squat. Uh, squat. Well, Get then that we got Ty the
1: glass, in there calls Taylor Swift a six.
0: I'm like, really? Okay, that's ridiculous. She might be a ten, but she ain't no six. She ain't no six, man. Come on now. Come on, man. Come on, on the celebrity scale. Uh, How about that? That is a different scale. This is fair. There's a celebrity scale, celebrity scale, because they're different than you and I. I think, my theory is, it, most people are average looking. So if you think you're ugly, you're probably just average looking on that scale. And then the, the, the minorities are people who are really, really attractive and people who are really unattractive. And you're right, different scale for celebrities because most of them are attractive.
1: It's all um, relative. I still think relative. she's a seven, seven F 8' on a celebrity scale, too. Mm. On a celebrity scale? She, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know what? Because I kind of look at it like, what do they look like when they're not done up at all? And I still think she looks pretty good. And a lot of those, you that a lot of, all that, a lot of that's fake and glitz and glamour and makeup art. That artists is true, though, too. Nature. Yeah. You
0: don't see them when they wake up in the morning. Yeah. That's how, well, that's how a woman looks. Yeah, when they're pumping gas or something. <laughs> how she wakes
1: up in the morning. With her yoga pants on. Yeah,
0: you ever, yeah, exactly. You take her home and after 6th Street or something, you wake up and go, she does not look the same as she looked. At the yeah, club.
1: Taylor Swift's in good shape. And, I think Taylor uh, might
0: look the same as she looks big smile. for the most part. Hey, we go. come
1: back. Uh, we're just getting warmed up over the hump. We got a lot of Taylor Swift is a five. <laughs> Text her. Wow. Dang,
0: coming hard. They coming hard. It's That's tough. So Kelsey can do better is what y'all saying? He has done better. I don't know. Ooh. Well, mom, she is the biggest pop star in the world, yeah, I so mean, I, it, that makes her a little hotter. It's like, it's like Jay-Z. Jay-Z looks like Joe Camel, but he got Beyonce. Why? He's talented <laughs> and rich. It, that makes you more attractive. He's still a five, though. Yeah, but physically, but when you add all it together, he's like an eight, yeah, but I'm not, eight and a half. I'm not looking at any of that. He's <laughs> talking pure you're, looks Because you're, you're only completely surface-type. No, completely that's, how, he's right, that's how men are. Men can see a hot woman working, like clean the bathroom at Taco Bell and will ask her out. A woman would never do the opposite. Well, I'm not going to have a legitimate <laughs>
1: chance at ever dating Taylor Swift, so why do I have to-
0: Have more- Dude, no.
1: have, come on. She's have more like, confidence in yourself. She's like- 10 years older than me. I, so I mean, what? She's a cougar, too. She could show up at, like, Deep <laughs> Eddie Cabaret one night, and you never yeah, know. For real? Hey, uh, we come back. <laughs> yeah, I doubt, doubt you'd call her at uh, 6 then, I promise well, exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah, hey, you go. Uh, let's pick up the burnt orange curtain. We got some just the facts before the end of the hour. It's a Wednesday. We're having fun. It's Hook'em Up with Ian Rodby, Texas OUE. week. hogan rod babers austin texas sports the horn I'm out love,
0: out love.
1: Got question on the uh text line this morning is cole hudson done for the year no that's no he's only out for long hope to have him and uh who else got hurt right there oh uh there were two players got hurt in that Cole Hudson went out, but they're hoping he's back after the uh, bye week, which will be after the Texas okay. OU game.
0: Oh, the d Uh Yeah,
1: Chris Ross. Chris, Chris Ross, Ross,
0: right? Yeah, d Yeah, both yeah. were
1: three- to four-week mm-hmm. injuries, uh, leg injuries. Uh, well, I think Chris Ross was an elbow, actually. And... Mm-hmm. Um, they're hopeful both those guys can be back for the bye week. The big question for this week for Texas is J.T. Sanders.
0: Yes, sir. Going
1: back up to the Metroplex where he was such a baller last year in this game. Caught two touchdown passes in the 49 to nothing romper room game for Texas. He was uh, uncoverable by that uh, uh, Oklahoma secondary. Uh, we will see. I mean, uh, you've turned ankles before, Rod. I mean, he got rolled up on.
0: Um, yeah, no, no structural. he's, he's going to play.
1: You going to play. And but the, it's
0: all about... That that lateral movement, that lateral, the cutting, the you know, ball get off, the, yeah, <laughs> that lateral quickness and and the cutting. He can, I bet straight ahead. He's probably pretty good, but football, you don't play football just running in a straight line, and I, that's when you know the ankle is going to be a problem. Getting in and out of those breaks. Well,
1: can't wait to hear your breakdown to this o- Oklahoma team. Mm-hmm. We know Texas has been rock solid. We've told you that Texas's uh, five opponents have a combined record of seventeen and eight this year. Three, uh, two of them are ranked. Wyoming's even a really solid team. They're 4-1. They haven't and lost a game outside of that Texas loss, and they competed well. Uh, meanwhile, Oklahoma's opponent's highest-ranked team is SMU at 51, and they're 13-12, and 12, their opponents, at 500. But, as I said in the headlines, Rod, this Oklahoma defense has gone yeah, from a yeah. team that allows over 460 yards a game mm-hmm. a year ago to, to 318. Uh, points per game last year were, gosh, 33. This year, 10. So marked improvement, uh, how much better are they will be something we'll talk about as the week goes on, or they just haven't been tested. One thing is true, Rod. Both teams, no matter what their level of competition, both teams are facing the best quarterback they face faced to this point. Uh, Oklahoma yes. is, you know, we talk about Texas facing the best quarterback they've seen in Dylan Gabriel, and they've caught some breaks, seen some backup quarterbacks here of late. Three straight. Uh, three straight. <laughs> uh, but Cincinnati, I mean, if you look at what Oklahoma has seen, they have absolutely not seen. I mean, the best quarterback they've seen is – Preston Stone at SMU, I guess.
0: Um, and SMU's not a bad
1: team. No, they're not. Yeah, but I'm SMU's talking about the quarterback. Like a top 40
0: in offense, something like that. I'm talking
1: about, uh, actually, they're 28th in total offense. Yeah, that's what
0: I'm saying. Like they're, they're not bad at but all. But I'm
1: talking about best quarterback faced. Yeah. Best quarterback faced is probably Preston Stone, which, again, big step up uh, at the quarterback position. Let's go behind the burnt orange curtain and talk some Texas OU. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain?
0: Now, if you've watched enough of these Texas OU games and matchups, and you know there are certain trends that seem to always, you know, materialize, come to fruition uh, in, these, in these matchups. And I've been keeping track of a few of them. And I think these, fa- these trends actually this year, they favor Texas. Um, well, I think two of them favor Texas, two of these three that I'm about to mention. So, first of all, we know Quinn Ewer's. He played in the uh, Texas OU game last season, and it was one of his standout performances as a uh, Texas Longhorns. One of his best games he's ever had, and Texas blew out uh, Oklahoma. Uh, talked about J.T. Sanders, one of his breakout performances too. Um, and now he's got you know that on his resume, but it's also more importantly got the experience in the game. Here's the stat: if first-time starters at quarterback. In the Texas OU game, the State Fair Street Fight, as I like to call it, uh, or the Texas said the uh, what do he say the, the D Town Throwdown? D Town Throwdown, kind of like that too. Um, first time quarter since 1990, first time quarterbacks versus quarterbacks who have experience in the Texas OU game as a starting quarterback. Um, there are only four quarterbacks who actually have won as first time starters going up against. More experienced quarterbacks who have had starts in the Texas OU game. And they're all actually on the OU side Spencer Rattler, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fuentes, Sam Bradford. Um, when one quarterback has played in the game while the other hasn't, Dylan Gabriel hasn't played in this game because he was hurt last season. That's part of why Texas blew him out. He probably doesn't remember it.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was knocked woozy.
0: Yes, good point. And, against TCU. Yeah, and Quinn. Maybe that was Quinn's game back. Right, from the injury. Was it not? Uh,
1: yes, it was. Yeah, that was yes, his was. first
0: game back from the injury, uh, and he looked so uh, spectacular well, in Well, I game. will say,
1: having been at the Commonwealth, Dylan Gabriel was actually was on the field warming up for that game.
0: I remember that because we were talking about that in the pregame, remember? Yeah, yep. he yeah. was on the
1: field, took yeah. warm-ups. He just wasn't cleared for the protocols.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I remember us talking about that in the pregame. So that's, that's you know, with 34 years of sample size, it tells you... First year, first time starters in this game versus uh, veteran quarterbacks who started in this game. They don't they don't fare so well. But if anybody can break the trend, it would be Oklahoma, and he is a vet. He he would be the outlier because he is a veteran quarterback. He's a six year quarterback. So if anybody can kind of break that trend, maybe it will be him. Um, but that's one that I think is good for Texas. Less experienced quarterbacks uh, in this game versus more experienced quarterbacks. Uh, now I think three, fourteen, and one. So those also favors Texas because Quinn is the uh, more experienced quarterback in this game, in the Texas OU game, not overall, just in the Texas OU game. Um, that's what we're talking about. When both quarterbacks have experience in a game and uh, when you look at a situation where neither quarterback has experience in the game, really tougher to predict the outcome. Uh, okay. Let's, uh, let's get into the other stat here, or at least trend here that I think also favors Texas, the running game. Everybody knows about the rushing stat in this game. It is a line of scrimmage game, as my man Jeff Howe uh, likes to call it, since 1999. That's when Rod B. first stepped on, on campus on the 40 acres. Uh, the team that wins the rushing battle in the Texas Tech game is 21-2-1.
1: 21-2-1. and one. <laughs> Well, going into this game, statistics would tell you the Longhorns are a much better running team than it's Oklahoma. It's not even
0: a question. I think Oklahoma's averaging less than four yards per rush as a team. And they don't really
1: have a bell cow, dude. I mean, Jonathan Brooks has emerged as yep. a uh, not just a, you know, he leads the Big 12 in, in rushing. He's one of the national leaders in rushing yards right now. And who would have picked that when the season began is having a breakout year and giving the Longhorns that strong running game? And you think they right might use a lot of uh, those six six offensive line packages to just uh bully I ball this they, team.
0: I think they could. I mean they, they use it more uh in that Kansas game than they've used it in any time that Sark's been on, on campus as the head coach slash play caller. And they used it when JT Sanders went out of the game. I think that's what really uh initiated that that move is to supplement the loss of JT Sanders with that what I call kind of the bully ball package. They call it their Big 12 package. So I wonder if that will be the one of the adjustments, but we don't know how Healthy JT Sanders is. I don't know what they do. I think he's day to day. You know, judging that day to day. And if he's really healthy and he can go, I think they'll let him go early because they want him a part of that early script early on. And then from there, they may adjust if, you know, he ends up having to work that ankle, if he, you know, re injures it, if he gets tackled and, you know, they don't like the way it looks, that kind of stuff. I think early on, it will probably be at its best. Uh, at right off of you know, a week of rest and the training sessions and things of that nature. So, uh, But, yeah, the rushing battle is huge, and, you know, Texas, <laughs> uh, right now, I agree with E, they definitely have their running game right now. It's finding its groove. It's finding its rhythm. It's right now one of the better running games. I think it's the best running game potentially right now in the Big 12. Uh, it's one, one of the better running games in the country, actually, looking at the way Jonathan Brooks is running the football. All right, another trend here, and this is not just Texas OU, just any football game at any level. Turnovers. Turnovers are going to be big. I think it favors Texas, but it could favor Oklahoma. They they lead the Big 12 in takeaways right now. They got 10 interceptions right now. I believe that 10 interceptions is one of the national leaders, too. Well, it's got to be 10 interceptions uh, through five games. But it's one of the national leaders, too. So they're really opportunistic defense. That's one thing that, you know, Brent Venables has been able to kind of infuse this new opportunistic mentality uh, with this defense. They go after the football. They got more speed. I think they're strength on defense is their back seven, starting with the linebackers. Their linebackers actually are really good. It's probably their best players on defense are those two off-ball linebackers. They have uh, Stutzman, who is a stud, but they got 10 interceptions. Uh, in fact, the Suns have 24 interceptions in their last 13 games. Um, so they, 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 They're trending the right way in terms of taking the football away, but Texas, we know Quinn Ewers, even though he threw an interception last week, uh, he is not prone to being careless with the football. That is not really in his DNA. He can be inconsistent. He can be indecisive. He can hold on to the balls and all that kind of stuff. But he is not really a turnover-prone quarterback. Doesn't just throw it to the other team. So I don't see that being a problem in the Texas OU game. Since 2000, the team that wins the turnover margin, 14-7. Uh, and And Texas has won the turnover margin actually in eight of the last nine meetings. So there you go. it's a good chance they can, they'll win the turnover margin here too. But Oklahoma, that's one of their strengths defensively.
1: Good trends. Good trends right there for Texas. Run the ball. Quarterback with experience in this game. And don't turn the football over. All things the Longhorns have gotten their advantage. Now, again, the only one that is even is, is turnovers. Everything else is pretty significantly to Texas at this point as far as the running game. Because that's, to me, that's that's what... The, and, and physicality, right? This game hinges on physicality. Yes, I agree. Winning the line of scrimmage. I mean, go back to uh, some of the, the, the tough losses for Texas and back when Lincoln Riley was still the coach. I mean, they would just line up and be able to... Gouge you with the run game, and uh, Kennedy Brooks, and some of those huge rushing games go all the way back to the Bob Stoops, Mac Brown days with Quentin Griffin and some of those great running backs. I mean, that's uh, that's where it's all about. And I think Texas has mm-hmm. a real opportunity, and uh, that's credit to the to the big humans up front that are improving. Right. And by by the way, a lot of those big humans up front, uh, several of them are from the Metroplex. They like playing in the Metroplex. DJ Campbell. Square and, point. Yeah, um,
0: those That'd well, be inspired. They've been watching that games they were a kid. Yeah,
1: man. Wanted to play in it. Yeah, and so push it around, get after it and then Jonathan Brooks, what a what a a, it's a great uh, story, man.
0: It really uh, is a great say story.
1: revelation cuz we knew he was a good player but uh he's he's really turned into a, to one of the better running backs playing at all Big 12 level right and, now. and, and if he keeps did, it up. could be all American. Stark
0: still didn't say he was a starter, did he? I love that Stark won't say he's a starter. He just keeps that. Uh, I, I think he said something about how they both grade him as CJ like We like our backfield. But he will not just say. And I think Jonathan Brooks is on a mission to make him say it. Say it. Say it, Stark. Say it. Say I'm the starter. You know, he won't say it. He started CJ in the first two games. Honestly, Stark, might have did Jonathan Brooks a favor. Because Jonathan Brooks is still fighting for that. You can tell he was playing for that spot. And he probably still is because Sark like, you know what? At this point, I'm not going to give it to him. He's going to play like this. (laughs) He's going to play like this to get the spot. I'll never give it to him. I'll just make him have to, you know, essentially maybe eat my words and eat that crow. But he won't say he's the starter yet, even though we all know he's the starter. (laughs)
1: <laughs> hey, can we come back uh, and hit some what the facts? We got some big ones, including uh, embarrassing crowd in Tampa yesterday for a playoff game. And today is a national what day? National what day? We're gonna have some fun with that. Hey. It's hook 'em up with Ian Rodby.
0: Aaron Hogan, Rod Hook Hook 'em up. 1019 AM 1260, the horn. Yeah.
1: Wednesday, 4 October, National Taco Day. Taco. Whatever taco means to you. Breakfast taco.
0: I like tacos. Crunchy tacos. I like crunchy tacos. Underrated. People don't enjoy them enough. But they only have a the shelf life. Short shelf Street life. tacos. Street tacos are good tacos. Puffy tacos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Sh- shrimp tacos. Fish tacos. Shrimp tacos. Like seafood tacos. <laughs> you know, crab National kind of Taco Day. Yeah. And no, if no,
1: Rod God. had time last night, he would have been watching Naked Attraction and might have seen some tacos. You know I know lost. A- <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I ran out of time. I, I definitely got it on the queue now, but uh, I ran out of time, man. I had too much stuff going on. We, we had the live it. stream last night. Uh, we just had a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, so. you I,
1: that was fun doing the live stream. But uh, Real fun. National Taco Day. Um, so, yeah.
0: Austin is probably one of the best taco cities in oh, the country, though, man. actually. Well, it's it's you- like Austin. It's, I know San Antonio. Well, wants that's to be in a conversation, too, but it's one of the best in the country. Well, it's a evidence top five. of that,
1: and it's a fact. Just the facts. It is it is. Because Because yes, last week, when you yeah. were out with, uh, with the baby, we had the number Yelp. Yelp ranked Austin, Texas as the number one taco town. Oh, did they see yes? Yeah, number I, yeah. one taco always, town yeah. in the country.
0: Yeah, that always happens. That, that, I mean, it's, it's I want to say the last five, six years, it's been top three. This is our year. day. It and, should be, uh, man. National yeah, you Taco got Day. Got good tacos in the ATX. Hey, one other real quick fact, Rod, and that I need your fact of the
1: day. Let's do it. So at 2.20 p.m. today, Eastern Time, so one twenty hour time, everyone's cell phone is going to get an alarm. So be ready. Don't freak out. It's part of the, apparently the uh, uh, exact same moment, one twenty today, Central, 2.20 Eastern. It's a nationwide test of the emergency alert system and wireless energy alerts
0: uh Oh, there's gonna be some conspiracy theorists oh, on yeah. the grassy node that yeah, the, don't Reddit like ra- this. the Reddit rabbit hole with ties. <laughs> oh, is they big. don't like this. How about this? Like there's this.
1: a there's a there's a group of conspiracy theorists who Mm-mm. think the alert is going to activate nanoparticles in our blood. Oh man.
0: Oh, so get rid of my phone. What time is this happening? One twenty. Okay, so I need to put my phone in like one of those uh those uh, Faraday. Put out your office. Those, <laughs> fer- those Faraday bags or whatever it is. I man. guess. I guess. Mm. I don't know, man.
1: That's wow. a fact, though. That's coming today, one twenty And, what, and what's the
0: reason for this again? Are you just testing something?
1: It's the um, it's the test of the nationwide okay. emergency yeah, alert. Yeah, I don't system. like it. I
0: don't like it. I'm going to side with the conspiracy theorists on this. I don't <laughs> like it. Why? Here, you want to test. Well, all of a sudden you want to test something. Come on. You, you,
1: well, you want to be able to send an alert if there's like you a can, nuclear you,
0: attack you coming can just t- Why can't you just test a segment, just a group? You ain't got to gotta go be global, everybody. They want to go coast to coast, baby. Nah, I don't like it. I don't know, I'm going to side with Ty on this one. So I got a conspiracy theory about this. I know he does. Nanoparticles. Nanoparticles. Yeah, you need a Faraday bag, like a one of those fancy things. That's like it turns off. I basically it, it, it like closes in and it it won't allow the signals to get out. How about this? There's one. There's particles.
1: One Reddit rabbit holer talking about these nanoparticles. How mm-hmm. about this? Is where we are now. Many can comf- they say explanations. This what will happen is one video. A woman says oh, no. the death will trigger. Graphene oxide that was put into people's blood through the COVID nineteen vaccination. Oh! It's all going to come together now. We're going to be turned into robots at one twenty today because Damn. of the, the the stab and then this.
0: I don't like it. I don't know. Hide your phone. J- <laughs> Are you joking? All uh, right, uh, e, some crazy stuff going to happen, man. Uh, see, I don't do like. It. Do you
1: see Aaron Rodgers call? Uh, Travis Kelsey, Mr. Pfizer. I did. Yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Hey, uh yeah, I did Rob, what that. do you have as a fact a, of the day? He's
0: like he's like he's like going heel turn now. The 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 uh the HBO show, Hard Knocks, made him a lovable figure. So he become he became low. People were like, Oh, I like Aaron Rodgers now. I thought he was a bit of an a hole in the D bag. And now he's like, I don't like this. So he's going heel he's going heel turn again. Yeah, well, he didn't like the hero He's doing thing. interviews from his uh he's going recovery bed, hopped up on painkillers. <laughs> I hey, uh, hear my fact of the day. Go to it. The Eagles are going to play the Jets, I think, in uh, like two weeks. Uh, yeah. Not this week, but next week. Philadelphia, yeah. Um, and the e- how about this? The Eagles have beaten the Jets in all 12 regular season matchups, uh, which is in regular season record. <laughs> That's an NFL record. Come on, the Eagles have beaten the Jets in all twelve regular season matchups. Uh, just a random little factoid I found. I kid, I was like, man, that's crazy, and gonna, it's going to happen again. By the way, because the Jets are not going to beat the Eagles again, so it'll end up being thirteen. There you, you go. Can put your money on that. I'll it's history this, repeating itself. Give me this
1: fact of the day on National Taco Day. Somebody else said it's National Vodka Day. That is true. But it's true. So don't you can have with, some uh, vodka
0: doesn't go with tacos
1: though. Yeah, well, you get a little Tito's and uh, mm, a couple. Chicken I like, tacos. Tito's
0: are awesome, but you, know, you need tequila with tacos. Is that right? Oh yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Hey, uh, so we had <laughs> yeah. three, play, uh, four playoff games yesterday in the wild card round. Yes, sir. Uh, two road teams won, two home teams won. Rangers one of the road teams, and the Diamondbacks went on the road and won. But if you saw these games, I mean, the Minnesota crowd was unbelievable. The Twins finally broke that 18 years of futility. They had of They had not won a playoff game, Rod since 2005 uh and they finally won one that was the longest wow. in national Nash- in sports but the the fact that's an, an embarrassment is in Tampa where the Rangers beat the Rays and the announced attendance was 19,704 and if you believe there were that many people there if you saw the the panning of the crowd you're that's, fooling yourself it's sad there might have been 10,000 people there mm. look like a mock sad, spring man. training game
0: it's like it's a playoff game
1: playoffs playoffs,
0: playoffs? for a 99 <laughs> win team wow they just don't give a damn Oh, and custom. the Rays
1: were like, well, you know, we didn't even know we were playing this game until Sunday, and we just put tickets on sale. Well, how the other three stadiums end up jam-packed in Philadelphia and Milwaukee and Minnesota? Yeah, Tampa, that's that's just, that's just a shame. And they just announced that they're going to build a brand-new ballpark there. It, it, I guess if you build it, they will come? Well, that's the argument, hmm. and that, that that ballpark is so bad. It's the worst park in baseball. It's so sterile and indoor, and it's ugh. But still... Nineteen thousand seven hundred, which was probably like eleven thousand two hundred and five, lame, lame, mm. lame. Rays, yeah. Rangers don't Do care. Rangers get to play in front of you know friends and family only, and they're trying to sweep the uh, Rays today. So good for them. Nathan Nivaldi on the mound. Mm. It says my dog's name is Taco. It's his day.
0: <laughs> Someone said R.I.P. to the Chaco Taco.
1: Chaco Taco, <laughs> it's back. It says it's back? Amaya's Village Puffy Tacos, best in the town. Check Ooh. those out. We're back on a Wednesday.